0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Niche Patreon podcast about the one thing that I know something about game shows. I suppose I'm your host Jordan Haas. Uh I'm recording this really late into 2020. Uh as, as I've already finished the ma- majority of game shows I suppose on the main feed. I decided to uh, make a quick episode about Wipeout, the 80s edition. Why? Because I'm pretty sure I have to cover as many game shows as I can. And plus, because, well, I figure if you're doing the big balls wipeout, you might as well do this one. Next week, it's Double Dare, so I might as well be doing Alex Trebek's Double Dare here on the f- future feed, as it were. Uh, but I- I'll have to get some time. Uh, for that anyway. Wipeout is this episode. It's very. This is probably going to be less than half an hour. Uh, but it, it's it's worth noting. Uh, Wipeout is a game show based on trivia. Well, it's a trivia show where you have multiple answers, and the premise is there are sixteen. I believe it's sixteen answers on Wipeout, and. The idea is that you have to pick correct answers. If you do, you get money in your bank. The first one is worth $25, then it goes up to $50 for the second, then $75, then $100, all the way to the final one worth $275. Once you get all 11 answers or all five wipeouts have been selected, the round is over. Whoever has the most money would continue on to the next round. Now I have to uh, start talking about round one because this is what is I consider mainline wipeout because the idea is it's 16 impossible answers and... There's a risk-reward element with each correct answer. You can go on and pick another answer, and it'll be worth 50. Or you can pass, which is kind of like a a pass on press your luck. You're forcing your opponent to pick an answer. If they pick incorrectly, they lose everything. And it just keeps going down the line with all three players, which I think is very fascinating of 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 a gameplay element. Because you don't want to keep... You can either be... Because there's a lot of strategy you can do with this version of Wipeout. Because there's 11 correct answers and 5 incorrect answers, that means 5 of the 16 answers are Wipeouts. If you pick one of those, you lose everything. And play goes to the next player. So what you could do is... You can build up the pot, pick up the obvious answers, and then pass to force a player to pick on a board they don't know. You can just pick one pass, pick one pass, and keep going. Or you can just uh, shoot for the moon and wait for a wipeout and then count the amount of wipeouts left. Because uh, as there's only five wipeouts in the game, the gameplay makes it a little easier once you have knocked out one, two, or three of them. Of course, just because you lose everything doesn't mean you're eliminated from the game because the value of the next correct answer will continue to go up. So you're going to see questions worth 150, 175, 200, and you can really rebound back into the game because it's only the top two players. In addition to that, which I find also uh, exciting, is that uh, one of the prizes, if so you pick one of the 11 correct answers, it's a hot spot. And what's a hot spot not? A bad spot because this is actually a good spot you get a spot prize if you hit the hot spot in the American version and you get a prize and I think that is kind of a great idea because it kind of rewards someone for finding the correct answer uh so in the event that they lose uh they get a prize now of course if you get the hot spot uh it's still at risk if you wipe out and lose everything because you will lose that prize as well uh, and I like the, it's it, it just a big play along. So it, it, it becomes a risk reward sticker twist element, which I love in games because I think ideally you would want this to have a little bit too much money because then it becomes a bit more of a gamble. Like you have, like, like if I had to modernize this format, which I don't feel like I need to, I feel like the, the time of this game has come and passed, but I know people get very nostalgic for Wipeout. Uh I would make it like $500 and just keep going up 500 so it's 1000, 1500, 2000 all the way to the 11th which would be $6000. But uh I just it just doesn't seem to um something seems like off with with that round but you know what it's fine cuz when we get to the next round, round 2, it's the challenge round. Best two out of three, and this is kind of classic game show trope. Uh, they do a bit of note. I can. You'll be seeing, I uh, believe, twelve answers along the grid, an outline of the grid, and you basically have uh, eight correct and four incorrect. These are wipeouts, uh, and you basically play bit of note. I can name two. I can name three. I can name four. I can name five. Okay, you're on. And they would have to name five. If they can correctly name five, get the first point. If they are incorrect and they pick a wipeout, play passes to the player who just has to get, I believe, just one correct answer to win the round. If they get it incorrect, play bounces back to the other player. Uh, Best two out of three wins. And that determines who goes on to the final round, the bonus round. Yay! So, the challenge round, uh, I think, is, uh, it's a fun little game mechanic. I, I, I see it, you see it currently in You Bet Your Wife on Ellen's Game of Games. Uh, the, how many can you name? I can name four! I can name, f- okay, challenge! Um, and it, it's, it's fine. Uh, I just think when it comes to a list kind of thing, I kind of like it more when it's things like the the Rich List than, uh, say, Wipeout, where it's stagnant. But, uh, you know, that just happens. Uh, So, uh, after the challenge round comes the exciting bonus round where they can win a brand new car. Uh, It is played with 12 uh monitors just like in the challenge round but this time instead of in a outline grid it is played with just a four by three on the lower level easy for a player to touch the screen uh you have six correct six incorrect and kind of like bonkers on the price is right or the race game they would have to touch the screens of six of the correct answers that fit the given category you know like u.s presidents or uh States that have over a million people in their population or something like that. Uh, So they would have to tap all the answers and then hit a lock in button. If the lock in is correct, they win the car. If not, they have to run back and they're told how many are correct. So told three or four, uh, one, and they would have to make the altercations. Uh, If you found all six answers, you won the car uh, and then you would be retired. If you, however, uh, lost, uh, you would go on, you'll be playing next time on a new episode uh, of Wipeout, where hopefully you will win uh, the car a second time. Of course, there is no, like, making it easier like Hollywood Squares. You just get a second chance. Uh, but that that's about it. I like the bonus round because it's like a sprint race, but once again, it feels like out of place in Wipeout. It feels like if there was a new version of Wipeout, it would be some sort of like prize ladder game where instead of a race, it's like, hey, there are 10 correct answers out of this list of uh, of 16. Or it's clear the board. If you can full house this, you can win $100,000. And just have like a little money tree or something. Because this game, it's very daytime. It's very bright, colorful, carpet. Feels like you're walking into a fucking department store. Uh, but it's it's still kind of a fun little game. Uh, the, the host, because I, I didn't really go into it, was Peter Tamarkin. Peter Tamarkin of Press Your Luck fame. This was his uh, next game show. Uh, as, as Peter Tamarkin in the 80s, was kind of a, a haven for a lot of game shows. He did things like Press Your Luck, which everyone knows. But then you had game shows like Hitman and Wipeout, and they didn't really last long. So uh, they, he tried his best. It lasted 195 episodes, and that's about it. Uh, it this was from Dames Fraser Productions. Uh, and it was the true of paramount. So uh, now that we got that out of the way, it's time to talk about the other versions of White Boats. Specifically, I hate to say this. I feel like when I say this, I feel like I feel like I, I am a hypocrite sometimes. A much better version, which comes from uh, the United Kingdom. So of course, the United Kingdom. Uh, It would last for almost a whole decade, Uh, 522 episodes. Uh, Wipe Out over there uh, was hosted by Paul Daniels and then later Bob Monkhouse. Uh, Paul Daniels and Bob Monkhouse are two iconic game show hosts of the UK. Paul Daniels would host Every Second Counts and Odd One Out. Um, He is a very funny person. And uh, not only that... Uh, he had a guest appearance, don't tell anybody, on uh, Penn & Teller Folis, Uh, because he is a talented uh, magician on the side as well. Uh, anyway, should I now cancel Paul Daniels? Okay, I'll cancel Paul Daniels. Besides being a conservative who hates income tax and believes that the homeless uh, are just lazy assholes, uh, he was also a climate change skeptic. Uh, he also is very pro-aristocratic. Uh, okay, this also gets fun. Uh, he hates magicians in the UK. Even though he has been on uh, uh Fool Us in, in the crowd and, and supporting his, his son, uh, he also uh, tries to do it foreign. But he does not like things like David Blaine. He hates a lot of modern illusion. And uh, he really hates uh, people like Anne Robinson. Which is very strange because uh, they find him nasty. Uh, he also doesn't like uh, he also defended Jimmy Seville. I think which isn't on that. he just he loved Jimmy Seville so much uh, <laughs> and uh, he, he also uh, died of pneumonia at the age of 77. In March of 2016, right at the peak of Brexit. We now move on to the later, the uh, one of the most iconic besides Bruce, Bob Monkhouse. Bob Monkhouse is an iconic stand-up comedian there, hosting lots and lots of game shows. Things like The Golden Shot, Family Fortunes, which is Family Feud, Bob's Full House, which was a bingo game show that later became Trump Card Here. Yeah, long story. He also hosted Celebrity Squares. Uh, and it it was basically, he has this, everyone says it's a Rolodex of jokes where it's as soon as you say what you do for a living or anything that could be used for a material. Uh, Bob Monkhouse has like a hidden Rolodex of jokes that he has like thousands and thousands of jokes and he'll pick one that would sort of fit and use it. And that would still hold to the British version as well. Between all the versions, I would say Bob Monkhouse's version was the best. He was the longest running host of Wipeout. Uh, so what they did is they played the same game. It's the same as I just said in the American version. Only said of $25 because they're not American, what they did any money for. It's ten British pounds. Uh, but it's still the same thing where it could be twenty, then thirty, then forty, all the way to 110. Whoever had the most money would go—the uh, two with the most money go on to the challenge round, which I believe they call the Wipeout Auction, where they go head-to-head uh, to make sure they win. Uh, and once again, still best two out of three. Then they go into the bonus round, which when Bob Monkhouse reigned, it was called the Monkhouse Minute. And it was played exactly the same. You would slap the buttons, and then you would move. Uh, and instead of a car, it was played for a holiday— because I guess they don't want to give away a car on the show. So they would just go with vacation. Uh, but they would know where the holiday was. Um, and in the later version. Uh, it was anywhere in Europe. Which I thought was also very fitting. It feels very where in the world is Carmen San Sandiego. Uh, and just a feel good fun show. Uh, so one of the things that I liked about uh, Bob Monkhouse's Wipeout is that it was played for laughs more than it was played for um the set the set was had the if the the set for wipeout reminded me of split second with monty hall but the screen of what's a wipeout what's not a wipeout was very reminiscent of the tic-tac-doe of 1990 with patrick wayne i think it's because of the text uh, and the sound effects that go along with it but Mm, just something about it was just so fun, uh, and it lasted a long, long time, and I I just enjoy it. I really, really like Bob Monkhouse's Wipeout, that last run of it. Keep in mind, when Wipeout was in America, it was in the 80s, late 80s. Only lasted one season. It flopped. But when it came to Britain, it lasted a whole decade. It was a 90s game show that lasted until the early 2000s. And something about it just screams wholesome and fun and funny and perfect daytime quiz. Uh, and that's what makes it so enjoyable. Uh, nowadays, you have things like Pointless. You have things like The Chase. You have things like Tenable. Tenable. And it in the rich list, in, in, or oh, sorry, the, the, is that what it's called? The rich list over there? No, it's called the, 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 the National Lottery Who Dares Wins. And they're all the same category. It's can you list as many things as possible or tenable uh, name of 10 on this list? Or if it's pointless, give the most obscure answer. But Wipeout, it's here's a whole bunch of answers. Pick ones that fit this weird category idea. And that's it. And I love it. it. It's to me, Wipeout is the pin, is the Plymouth of all those game shows of modern day. They owe a lot to Wipeout, and it's comedy, and it's risk reward system. And when there's a wipeout, you see the giant W, and ah, and everyone's getting real upset, but that's fine. Uh, so because of Wipeout's accomplishment in the late '90s in the UK. Australia tried to take a bite of Wipeout because it didn't really necessarily work in the 80s. They didn't pick it up. But it did last for seven seasons uh, in 460 episodes in Australia. uh, With the first two rounds being with Wipeouts, uh, 12 and 4 instead of the typical 11 and 5. But not only that, to make it even better, uh, the hotspot was called a Bonus, Lowest score uh, was eliminated at the end of the round, and just to make it even more fun, uh, they had the third round, the challenge round, be called "Bid for the Grid," which I thought was a better name for the show. Um, and they would lock in their bids with little, uh, with a little uh, secret number locker mechanic. And if it was, a, and if they both picked like two or both picked three, uh, it would go to whoever locked in the fastest. Which I thought made the game even faster, which I thought was enjoying. Uh, first one, 2 out of 3, still wins, goes on to win it in a minute, and uh, that it's the same game. Uh, and there was a talking computer that would say, too many, too many, if they put some answers, which I remember, but also, it, it, they would also tell you to lock in at least six if you didn't put enough. Uh, and of course, it was a major prize in our vacation. And I like it. I liked it a lot. I don't know what is about these two international formats, Wipeout, Australian, Wipeout, UK. But I think it's not like, you know, accents or... I think it's they they liven the show by making it light. They made it more upbeat in the late 90s when everyone was flocking to Millionaire. They still remain the same. And I think that could be a reason why I enjoy Wipeout. They never rebooted it here in America. And it's fun seeing like a format last a whole decade in another country and then given a little spin-off in Australia that kind of worked because of these two successes. It's kind of tough to have a show called Wipeout in those countries, which is why you hear Wipeout Australia when it comes to the Australian version of the Obstacle Core show and in the UK on BBC Total Wipeout with Richard Hammond. So it it becomes kind of a fascinating talk about what makes trivia. Uh, The great mechanic of a stick or twist and the money keeps going up. Do you want to stop or do you want to pass? Then there is aspects like the challenge. I can name three and four and then a final, which is basically six, right, six wrong run back and forth and tell me how many is right. Uh, Which always exhausts a player. Uh, no one ever got hurt as far as I remember, but I'm sure that's been the case. I'm sure someone's gotten like a tweaked ankle or something running on this show after like what thousand gameplays of this. But uh, to me, I I like the show. Now, if it was me trying to reboot Wipeout, uh, what I would do is I would make it so it is the twelve four. The 12-4 from australia uh five and start 500 and work its way up with four wipeouts uh in the game one of the 12 uh, is a, is a prize as well we got to keep that mechanic in whoever wins goes on to the challenge round um and i would kind of what i would do is just do a back and forth instead of a challenge back and like i can name four i can name five Just go back and forth and make it like a sudden death round where it's like a final wipeout or something. Call it something else and make that the game where it's you because you went because you got the most money. You want to go first or second and that's how you decide the board and it's the first one to lose and the first one to wipe out is eliminated from the game. If you name all the items, we double your money and we keep playing. And this can continue as long as they both work as a team or until one of them wipes out and the other provides a correct answer. Uh, After that one and only puzzle, we go into round three. Uh, Round three is is a personalized 16 grid again. Everything is going to involve a 16 grid, by the way. Everything is always going to remain the same on that. It's always going to have a certain number of correct answers and a certain number of wipeouts. But I would like to fluctuate it. I would always like to fluctuate the board so no one knows how many wipeouts there are. Um But with the final round, it plays a bit like tenable. You have to get you, you, like the first one's for a hundred dollars like for a thousand dollars, two thousand, three thousand, four thousand, five thousand And if you can get all the way to 10 out of the 16 correct answers, you win $100,000. Make it all cash. That's how I would do Wipeout because what makes Wipeout interesting is that that I want to pass, but I kind of think it's this, but I don't know if it is Mechanic. When they tried this, in the last time they attempted this was in Temptation, the all-new sale of the century, which we already discussed in an earlier episode. It works on that end because they put cash amounts based on the obscure to the most uh, obvious answers being worth different values of money. But I kind of like the idea of just a, a, a straightforward 4 by 4 grid, pick the correct answer, avoid uh, the wipeout, and on one round, it is sudden death, first to wipe out loses. No two out of three. And then a final round where it's the third list and it's for big cash prize. And by big, I mean a hundred thousand. I don't mean like a quarter mil. I don't mean fifty thousand. But you wanna have that like double or nothing. You wanna have that, you have fifty thousand, you wanna risk it for one more. You have twenty-five thousand, you wanna double it to fifty for one more. That mechanic. Let's me see. One, two, three, four, five. uh ten thousand, twenty-five thousand, fifty thousand, hundred. You could do that actually. Interesting. Yeah, you could do that. uh and of course, if this was the Australian version for actually, if this was the UK version, you can always just make it like a flat out what like three thousand pounds, two thousand pounds per episode. And just make it like a little cash treasure chest rolling jackpot if you want to like pointless there's ways to bring this show back i i think this this show has lots of potential to be rebooted but uh that's it 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 takes a lot of work it takes a lot of effort but in conclusion wipeout is one of the most fun filled quiz shows you'll ever see pierre tamarkin's wipeout is not necessarily the best and it was kind of just the genesis of what would become a much better version, which is the later 90s Bob Monkhouse. No disrespect to Paul Daniels, but you did defend Jimmy Seville. Um, and just something about just uh, how feel-good the show could be and how fun and technological the show could also be. Because it's, it's one of those games you can play on a computer and they have made computerized versions. I recommend you play one of them. It's available on DOS. You will have fun for exactly one playthrough and then probably never play it again, and that's okay too. So that's it. This has been Wipeout on Game Shows, I suppose. Thank you so much for tuning in to this special episode. Hope you enjoyed the mainline episode. Until next time, big smooch. Mwah!